Welcome into All Pro Lines, the podcast, everybody. I'm your host, Kostaki Economopoulos. Comedy football talk. That's what we do here. Thanks for coming in. Uh, yeah, we've got a lot to lot to discuss. I am wearing a shirt that says Kostaki's Irish Pub. I, I am. I have succumbed to Instagram advertising. I saw a shirt that said you could put your own name in Irish Pub shirt. And I just thought, what's less Irish than Kostaki? So it made me giggle. And here we are. Kostaki's Irish Pub. Yeah, baby. Uh, I love silly shirts. I always have. Welcome in. If you're watching on uh, Facebook Live, we appreciate you guys being here. Most of you, of course, uh, are listening. Jerry Oliver, first one in. He was nice enough to uh, ask the question on Twitter about whether or not we'd be here on Facebook Live. And I responded yes. And it was retweeted by Bob and Tom. We're big stars, Jerry, you and me. Uh, Ron Milford, what's up, man? And Heather in Oregon. Yeah, this shirt's amazing, right? It's cool. I'll send you one, Heather. <laughs> Heather's Irish Pub. Uh, so yeah, appreciate you guys coming in. Uh, lots to discuss. Very much to discuss. I first want to thank the uh, the people of uh, of South Dakota and Iowa. They're so great to me. The Sioux Falls show. You know, we set up a show, whatever it was, four months ago. Sold it out two weeks ago. Added a show. The second show sold a bunch of people, a bunch of tickets. We had two full shows. It was just a pleasure. It wasn't a perfect venue, uh, but it was just it was just great. The audiences were great, and they let me meander and work on some of the new stuff about my crazy life. And I did some of the old classics, and I did mostly mostly the newish stuff. And uh, people were awesome. And then I got to hang with my buddies, um, Jeff Harkness and Vicky, big radio, big shots in the Sioux Falls area. And uh, my friend James came came way over, came far, far away to come hang with me. He's been one of my radio guys on and off for about a decade. So it's good to see those guys and to hang and drink some beers and talk about life. And then uh, Saturday show I did in this tiny little speck of a town, Nevada, Iowa, in the big in the big beautiful theater there. Again, imperfect venue, but the crowd was just so cool. And uh, I saw somebody that I met at a buddy's wedding like 25 years ago, and it was kind of fun to catch up with her. And uh, so uh, shout out to Bambi. It was good to see you, lady. And, uh, and again, just to be able to hang and talk to some of the folks, there was a dude there who like has this big ass Mercedes van thing, like this party van. And he put us put a sea of dudes in there to br- and brought him to the show and he came to the after bar and hung out and he schlepped him home and it was just like he had been through some shit his wife passed away from cancer and he sort of like sold the old truck and is embracing these other parts like life just keeps churning along man life is challenging and hard for everybody and we have these bursts of glorious fun and these warm family moments and these horrific things and that's what life is and it's just it was kind of cool to be grounded by regular people who were excited about seeing me tell jokes and and just the process and the act of being out in public and doing the whole thing and I just appreciate it way more now than I ever did you know once it once it was taken away for a year plus it's it's been so fun to be back and I'm really appreciating it I'm really enjoying it so thank you to everybody who's done it come see me I'm out there I'm working on stuff and I'm I've I've never been better I'm comfortable in my own shoes and I'm I'm working on the craft of what it is to be a comic I'm doing uh basically the Detroit area Waterford Michigan here in about a week and a half and then we're doing a Sunday night in Jackson, Michigan, which is sort of like kind of near Lansing in that same universe. I'm doing Minneapolis, one of the great clubs in the country uh, for New Year's week. I'm proud and excited to be able to say that. Happy they're having me in for New Year's. That's a big deal to me. You know, that's that's one of the that's one of the great clubs. If you talk to comics and they're debating their top few clubs, that one always makes top five for everybody. It's just a matter of where the slotting is. Uh, for me, it's it might be number one. It's it's certainly top couple. Uh, Greensburg, Indiana, Lafayette, and uh, Terre Haute coming up that first week of January. Uh, it looks like I'm nailing down a couple of things in the Cincinnati area. Details to follow. Uh, I'm out there. I'm about. I'm doing stuff. I'm doing uh, Mahomet, Illinois, and uh, – Shelbyville, Indiana. That's in February. So blah, blah, blah. Go to Kostaki.com. Get all the details there. 
Uh, my buddy Brian Miller is going to join us here. We uh, we should have had Brian a week ago when his Vikings had just uh, won this magical game against the Bills, but we have him this week when his Vikings lost forty to three in a game everybody thought would be close. Ah, timing. Uh, so so that'll be good. Let's do a few announcements. We'll check in on the people. We'll do some jokes, and we'll bring in bring in Brian. Uh, monkey knife fight. It's great. It's props. It's it's not. It's not DFS, it's not Daily Fantasy, and it's not uh, old school sports book. It's it's props. Like, is this quarterback going to get over this many yards? And is the other quarterback going to get under this many? You get to pick the over and the under and uh, how much and the, you know, you can pick uh, fantasy numbers over and under. It's kind of cool. It's uh, it's a it's perfect for island games. You got a Sunday night game, you're watching by yourself, you just want a little action on it, throw down a fiver here and a tenner there and makes it more fun to f- follow on the details. I do it. In fact, I'm probably going to do it tonight because it looks like I'm uh, not going to have the kids. I thought I was going to. So I might drink some beer and watch some football and have a couple props riding on it. Uh, Monkey Knife Fight, if you throw in the uh, the the promo code All Pro Lines, the name of this thing, minus the spaces, All Pro Lines, it'll get you a 100% deposit bonus up to 100 bucks. So 100 bucks. I put in 100 myself and used the promo code and got 200, and my count is currently sitting at around like 220. So it's like I got an extra free 100. You win some, you lose some, you hover around, whatever, 100 plus from where you started. It's Why would you not? Okay. Uh, Cameo, you don't know what to give your dad for Christmas. He he doesn't want anything. You give him me. You give him me busting his balls and his shitty NFL team for a minute. And then uh, wishing them a happy Merry Christmas. That's fun. It's easy. It comes in a very, you know, shareable package. It's something he'll always have. And uh, I don't know why it's he. It could be mom. could be sister. could be anybody. But generally, it's dudes. It's older dudes who like me the most. So so that's the pitch I'm making. All right. Uh, what else? Promo-wise, that's enough. Join us on the socials. I'm trying to build a social media empire, and it's fucking glacial. Share my stuff with people. Would you get on the socials? Kostaki, Economopolis, I'm easy to find on all the major social media platforms. I'm doing a much better job now about posting videos. I just posted one today that's about being an older dad. It's got some great jokes in it that I'm not doing anymore. So it was kind of fun to see those. Uh, someday if I do a ship or something, I'll have to re-remember those jokes and tell them all over again. They're good. Um uh, and, and of course, the all pro uh, line social media platforms, all the big four, uh, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and also YouTube. Uh, we're on YouTube with uh, with both me and the all pro lines brand. So come find us. Do what do what my buddy algorithm likes. Old Al keeps telling me shares are the key retweets, those kind of things. Shares are the best way to do it. And of course, liking stuff and commenting is also good. Now, people my age, we're not used to doing that. We're, we're passive consumers of social media. We jump on for a few minutes. We look at some things. We laugh. We leave. No, that's not how you do it. You're supposed to do it millennial style. You're supposed to get in there and comment and like and share stuff. And that's how people know you were there. That's the millennial ethic. So you grownups out there, you Jerry Olivers, Embrace the millennial ethic, and uh, and it helps the helps the algorithm. It help my friend Al Go Rhythm says that's how you do it. All right, let's see what else we got here. Uh, Andreas is in. Hey, buddy, hope you're feeling all right. It's my bro, Andreas. Uh, Dave Burnworth. Hello, Dave Buddha. Buddha's back. Good to see your name in here, man. Uh, Ryan Chambers. I love a Miller show. Yeah, me too. I look forward to talking to Miller. Sometimes it's hard to get a word in edgewise, you know what I mean? James Shaman's here. I gave you a shout-out. Were you here for that, James? I talked about how good it was to see you, buddy. Uh, Yes, The Strand, Jerry, in uh, Shelbyville. It's a great old theater with a lot of heart. Those guys have been great to me for years. Uh, They just had Todd McComas. They've got Donnie Baker coming up. I'm not going to sell any – I'm not going to sell tickets like Donnie Baker, but I'll hold my own. It'll be all right. Jeff Mattier, great uh, joke contributor on Facebook. He even won one of the things over at the uh, over at the football pool. Hey, join the football pool. If you haven't done that yet, go to the major social media platforms for all pro lines. There's a link in the uh, in any of the ones that have headers in 
Uh, I should know this. It's a little more complicated than it should be. The short version is go to Twitter or Instagram, and there's a link in the bio to the uh, on how to get involved with the uh, Pick'em League. It's not too late to join, and the prize is four tickets to see me good indefinitely. So uh, do that. Come join us. You're not going to win the season-long prizes. It's too late. But week to week, we're, we're giving away four tickets every week. So come join us. It's a super fun way to uh, – It's an, again, it's a fun way to stay connected with football and care about the details of stuff. All right, let's uh, da -dee, da -dee. let's do the two-minute drill. <laughs> let's do the Cowboys beat the Vikings jokes before uh, Brian Miller gets in here. <laughs> 40 to three. What the hell happened? Usually to get spanked like that by a cowboy, you got to pay extra. Usually to see a cowboy dominate a Viking like that, you got to go to an after party at the pride parade. Huh? There's an image. Sometimes a joke is just a funny image. This is the worst thing that happened to Vikings since scurvy. The Vikings played like it was a Super Bowl. Here's what I don't think I can do on Bob and Tom. Uh, JFK put up a better fight against Dallas than the Vikings. Yeah, that's a little dark. The offense was awful. I've seen more effective screens on a submarine. Again, it's a funny image. This guest's got to embrace the Kirk Cousins got sacked more than groceries. To be fair to Kurt, his offensive line was collapsing faster than Twitter. You see, these are the jokes, everybody. The loss was embarrassing. Herschel Walker is embarrassing Georgia less with the vampires and the werewolves. Poor Kirk Cousins. He's going to have to throw away those diamond necklaces into the sea like the old lady from Titanic. <laughs> because of the crazy snowstorm, the Bills-Browns game was played in Detroit. <clears throat> it's the first time people have been moved to Detroit for their own safety. That's never happened before. Thunder Snow is what the heck. Thunder Snow sounds like an ACDC Christmas album. We wanted a snow game. They should have put together a two ragtag teams of bar dudes from Buffalo and put on the snow game that we all wanted to see, right? If you get hurt, you don't have to ice your injury. Just lay down. It'd be like a survival movie, right? Somebody gets too cold, you slice open a tauntaun and stick them in there. Yeah, you didn't think you're going to hear a tauntaun reference today, but there you go. You're welcome, everybody. So the Bills won a home game in Detroit against the Browns. The Browns were like an understudy. Today in Ford Field, the Detroit Lions will be played by the Cleveland Browns. And the Bills play the Lions in Detroit this Thursday. So it's two games in a row in a, just, a, just a few days, a handful of days uh, for the Bills in Detroit. The Lions, Jesus. Turkeys have a better record on Thanksgiving. So good luck. <laughs> Although the Lions did win this week and won pretty handily against what we think is a good team. Uh, in LA, people love to cancel things, and yet somehow they haven't gotten around to the Rams season. You would think Rams are three and seven. If the Rams were a show, they'd be canceled by now. Usually, when you fail in LA, you move back to Missouri. The Jets' offense was bad, man. They had two yards in the second half. Two Zach Wilson, what the fuck? That's only two more than Tim Wilson got, and he's gone. Flip Wilson, Wilson Phillips, Wilson the volleyball traveled further than two yards. <laughs> Remember Wilson from the, all right. Dennis the Menace neighbors, Mr. Wilson. There's a lot of Wilsons. What is it? Owen Wilson and those guys. We should do a Wilson power rankings. Um, the Jets coach said their offense was dog shit. It looks like the Vikings got some Jets offense on their shoe. Huh? Cordero Patterson broke the NFL record with his ninth career kickoff return for a touchdown. He thanked God and the Falcons defense for the many opportunities. <laughs> Packers broke their one-game winning streak, or depending on how you looked at it, they resumed their six-game losing streak after a brief pause. <laughs> this Packers season ended faster than one of Aaron Rodgers' relationships. Although I think Olivia Munn is in one of my brackets. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Uh, Packers fell apart so fast you think Elon Musk bought them. It's verified. They suck. 
These Packers wins are harder to come by than Taylor Swift tickets. Huh? All right. Where's Brian Miller? He's supposed to be here by now. <laughs> Caught in traffic. You're not supposed to be driving before you do all pro lines of the podcast. All right, let's check in with the uh, with the viewers on the Facebook Live. See, that's the advantage of being on Facebook Live. You can be connected in real time to the thing. And you guys can have, if you have any questions you want to ask, any discussion points, let's see what we got here. Uh, you got to bring Josh Arnold back out with you when you go west, uh, says Dwayne. Yeah, that's I love Josh. I would go anywhere with Josh. He's he's a good dude. Uh, oh, Ryan posted the uh, confidence pool link in the uh, on the page here on Facebook, so that's very handy. Uh, we haven't seen Ryan Chambers in the leaderboard for a long time. I don't know what I got. I got. <laughs> I got no room to talk. I suck this year. I feel like last year I was really good. This year it's like, mm, no. Uh, when are you coming to Colorado Springs? I was just there, Joseph. I was in Colorado Springs. They love me and I love them. And I we tentatively agreed that I would come back uh, in fall of next year. Um, Brian's putting on his headphones. Stuck in traffic. What's he doing? All right, let's get him in here. You know him. You love him. He's the uh, he's the cat's ass contributor to all pro lines and all of its in all of its forms. He's a great stand up comic. You should follow him on Twitter. If you're not doing that, then you're extra dumb. Ladies and gentlemen, Brian Miller. I was stuck in traffic. I got caught behind a it was a an incident with some police officers or something, uh, and then the guy in front of me was just like. Really taking his time after that. I don't know. He must have got freaked out by those cops. He's like, I better stop at every stop sign for a while. Wait, you're saying you have police officers creating a thing in Minneapolis? What? <laughs> Hard to believe I know. How could that be? <laughs> for once, they didn't seem to be doing anything terrible. <laughs> I did drive past rather quickly. I was like, I got a podcast, boys. <laughs> don't kill anybody. <laughs> How are you, buddy? Not too bad, despite the game yesterday. You know, the Vikings game was tough, but, um, you know. Oh, my goodness. It's funny, because last week I had Glenn scheduled, and as soon as the uh, Vikings beat the Bills in maybe the best game of the year, I thought, yeah. ah, I should switch it and get Brian in here so we can gloat or whatever. And I'm like, ah, I don't want to be a dick to Glenn, and it's fine. I'll get Brian in. We'll talk about it. And then, of course, <laughs> you come in on the eve of the most embarrassing loss maybe of the year. At least for a decent team, you know? Yeah. I, you know, even even some really good teams have some really bad games like that. I know some some people want to think of it's like indicative, like, oh, this means the Vikings are actually been terrible this whole time. It's like, no, nah, they just had a really bad game. I'm kind of of the thought to like, if you're going to have a bad game, get it all out of your system. Go ahead and have everything go wrong to start fixing it. I mean, it was, I don't, well, now if they get, if they have a really poor showing against the Patriots on Thursday, then it's time for concern. Yeah, but you proved you proved the week before what you wanted, which yeah. is that we're good enough to hang with the big boys, and then and then you write this one off as just like occasionally you have a disaster game kind of deal. If they were flipped, right? If they would have, if they would have gotten crushed by Buffalo and then had this like eked it out against Dallas, and that's less good. I think people would have then said like, oh, well, then they face off against a great team and they can't handle it. Like, well, they can, just not always. Especially if man Christian Derrissaw being out is really rough for their line. I don't know how much of that game you saw, but like you even be, people hate on Kirk Cousins a lot. Even the biggest Kirk Cousins hater could not critique Cousins on this. It's like, well, what are you going to do? Right. Yeah, I, mean, I didn't see it. Ball. I was traveling all day. Yesterday was one of those weird travel days where I'm trying to write jokes on the plane as much yeah, as Yeah, how was Bosses? We were at Bosses Comedy Club, right? It was great. I mean, it's it's not a perfect venue. Uh, <laughs> and it's interesting because it's an it's an add-on to right. the building like not recently but it yeah like Side once you once you explore the whole thing you realize it's an add-on but when you walk in there's you know, pretty considerable bar space and then on the other side there's a considerable basically chicken and pizza place yes and i'm wondering still in that same spot yeah well it's in a new spot it's oh. it's yeah, it's a new spot. It's it's kind of in the suburbs of Sioux Falls in a little town <laughs> called T. 
<laughs> the suburbs of Sioux Falls. I know. It sounds crazy. So, uh, so yeah, I wandered around for a while, and there was another dude wandering around. We were both trying to find the comedy room and couldn't find it. And, you, and somebody had to grab us and go, come here, I'll show you, and walked us to the back. and go, You got to go through this green door. And we both looked at each other like, they're just going to whack us and kill us out there, right? Because <laughs> it was an outdoor-looking door. And then you open that door and there's this whole back room with like 140 people in there waiting to see comedy. It was great. So it's a bigger room than it used to be then. Yes. Oh, by a lot. In the it used old to be space, quite small. In the old space, it was tiny, almost yep. like you can't even bother to go there tiny. Yeah. Um, and then they moved it when I was there a year ago. They had it in like a pretty classy conference room in the hotel, mm. which I actually really liked that venue. And right outside the door was like, tiki bar and families all drunk with their kids in the pool inside the hotel it was that sure. kind of a deal oh well, that's a big thing up here uh they call them resorts a lot of times right it's uh, very it's regional like, what it really means is there's three water slides and a bar that you can right. take your kids swimming in in you know january which is a big you know it makes sense it, it's yeah. like you don't have to fly anywhere you can just pile the kids in and go mm -hmm. somewhere for a day and a half and feel like you had a vacation that's and it's not crazy expensive and I, yeah, I totally get that. That's how you and I ended up going to the water park together. <laughs> that was well, when we really clearly looked like you were on a you were on a date with a guy that looked like a young you, and we were like playing with that beach ball in the uh, in the you water. And like, me, the optics together. of us bouncing that beach ball back and forth. Was, uh, <laughs> I'm sure there's someone on the internet who would pay extra Patreon money for that video, but uh, <laughs> but then you remember the two single moms came in and they were like pretty good looking and then when all of a sudden we were like oh we're a hop too you know we really found that lady's <laughs> ring she lost her ring in the pool oh my goodness i didn't i would never have thought of that again but yes i remember that we were like very happy to like find the single mom's ring ah. and we were like don't worry we're not here i mean we're playing with this beach ball but we still like the single mom <laughs> they're still nice ladies you know when i first got married i was in a hotel shower and it slipped off my finger, bounce, bounce, right down the drain. Like, didn't even oh. give me a chance to, like, shuffle and grab it. Like, the worst luck ever. And I I just sat there, like, stunned for a while. <laughs> and I called maintenance, and the, and the, the guy goes, yeah, I don't think we're going to be able to get it, but I'll send our guy, you know. Mm. And the guy comes up, and he's like, he again reiterated, like, yeah, there's no chance it's in here. And he unhooked the thing, pulled up the like exactly the nightmare in your brain of just like a the sea goo. of hair and yeah. goop. and my ring was in there and he handed it to me and i was like holy shit <laughs> you saved my marriage for nine years <laughs> yeah I was gonna say, maybe the hotel was trying to tell you something <laughs> the shower's like please just talk you <laughs> <laughs> but ever since then i've always been extra cautious about hotel showers because you know you know, most drains have a regular drain, but not all of them do. Some have a, you. You just throw a ring right down there and never just, see it again. Whoop. Yeah, that's that's not. That's, yeah, hard to explain. <laughs> I stopped wearing my wedding ring during the pandemic because I got a little fat and it was tight, and also I wasn't going anywhere. Right, so like, who my my <laughs> wife knows that I'm married, so I just got out of habit, and I haven't got back into the habit. And some people regard me with weird suspicion. I'm like, I'm not trying to get away with anything. I just got used yeah, to not yeah. wearing it like you're in the bar like hey, hello ladies but that's the thing is now i'm never really out anywhere anymore anyway the only place i would be was somewhere i'm doing comedy at this point and like i remember one waitress was like you you don't have a wedding ring on i was like no no, no i'm not wearing one and she, she was like but, but she kind of got flustered i was like i just talked about being married for 45 minutes if i was running a scam terrible scam terrible <laughs> scam <laughs> yeah it's true I was like, she was like, well, what, how do people know you're married? I'm like, you know, <laughs> you're saying that, you know, clearly it's obvious. I just got used to not wearing the ring. <laughs> Hilarious. All right, let's do a, uh, let's do a kudos. Should we do that? We should sure. do that. Right. It's fun. Yeah, it's fun. Guess who's four and six, Brian Miller? The Atlanta Falcons. Oh, that actually, I think that mm -hmm. I think the are Falcons are five and six. Five, and six, six and five, something like that. Not terrible. Not terrible, given the circumstances and the expectations. Better than I'm we thought. The, wouldn't you say? 
What's that? Better than we would expect at this point. Oh, by a lot. Yeah, they've already surpassed what I would have put the over-under wins being. Mm. Yeah. No, the Lions. The Detroit Lions are Oh, right. Yeah, they are. The three-game win They went to New York and beat what we think is a good team. So The Giants are definitely not bad. The emotional. Well, their offense is not bad. Their defense is still bad. But screw it. That's a team that's fun to watch. It's just chock full of fantasy points every time they play. Both Better teams are scoring three, like crazy. Three Jets Patriot game with, with two minutes left or whatever. Yeah, the only touchdown was the fluke at the very last play. Like, oh my goodness. Oof. I can so who's your kudos why. on the Detroit? The whole team? Yeah, I think so. Because nobody expects them to be – nobody expected them to get four wins by this point in the season. No. And I even, even as recently as a few weeks ago, I would have thought like, Oh, they're just going to be terrible the whole season again. The poor team, and now they've they've shown some life. I don't think they're going to the playoffs, but you know they're actually your biggest threat right now as a Vikings fan. <laughs> yeah, I mean the Packers and the Lions both. I mean, I think Chicago. Like, I'm more worried about the Chicago beating the Vikings in terms of just head-to-head matchups. If I had oh, to rank like them, Justin Fields having one of his yeah, crazy Fields is days. so explosive, and I feel like that there's there's a the Vikings run defense has been so bad that they get right. mobile Justin Fields who can also throw. I could see that like if I was going to pick an upset game, plus the Bears always do something to piss me off every year, it never fails. Um, <laughs> but I mean, I, I tell you what, I think the Vikings could absolutely lose to the Packers, Lions, and the Bears going forward. That's interesting. It, it's possible. I don't because I think they're all, you know. The Packers are bad, but uh, they can still wake up a little bit. But I think the the Bears are frisky, despite their uh, frustrating losses. And the Lions, you know, they're frisky too. So I don't think anybody's catching the the Vikings standings-wise, though. No, I don't think so either. No, I think they're going to be fine. Yeah, they're going to win the North. You got a taps for us? What do you? I do uh, to a Falcon. I'm. I kind of thought I was. This was. I thought this was going to had needed a backup because I thought you were going to do this one. I want to give a taps to a. My former uh, Viking pal, Cordero Patterson, oh, uh, yeah. crushing it for the Falcons. He ran for his ninth kickoff return, which is now the most in NFL history. I uh, can't believe he's ahead of Hester. It's amazing. I know. I mean, that was kind of Hester's whole thing. But then also, you know, Cordero's a great gunner. Uh, he's sometimes he's a good, he, uh, good gadget player in running games. I think I always really liked him. I always thought he was good with the Vikings. I always thought he was – you just needed a crafty coach to use him. I was thinking, remember thinking like Sean Payton could do really cool stuff with this guy in a way that like Leslie Frazier and Zimmer just couldn't figure out. They just weren't creative enough. I think he was with Zimmer briefly, but definitely with Frazier. And he just, it was like this guy had all this raw athletic talent and he was a bad route runner. First off, bad route runner. But he's yeah. Does maybe, he have bad hands too? Because they they yep. feel like they tried to make him a receiver for too long, and then they're like, yes. "This isn't working." And the Vikings just didn't. They just they they had an idea, these ideas for him, and and to me it was like, okay. A little bit like old boy, uh, what's his futz over in uh, the uh, Taysom Hill. Was like, is Taysom Hill a starting quarterback? No, I don't think Taysom Hill is a starting quarterback. No, but if you're smart, can he do a lot of really cool stuff that can really disrupt the game big time? And it always bugged me that the Vikings didn't play more into Cordero's skill sets. It was always just like, we'll do a jet sweep and we'll throw it to him twice. It was always a jet sweep or throw it to him twice. I was like, I don't yeah. know, get creative. And I, I think unfortunately. If he was with the Vikings, Kevin O'Connell would be able to do real cool stuff with him. Um, yeah. But he's, he's doing it for you guys. And uh, maybe the greatest special teams player uh, other than Justin Tucker over the last 20 years. Oh, wow. Okay. I like it. I mean, it's it's hard to say anybody's better at special teams than Justin Tucker. Yeah. Just, <laughs> yeah right. It's hard to say that anybody's better at their position than Justin Tucker. Yeah. Like, right. Might Justin Tucker be the single greatest player at his – like? Not the best kicker, but like if you were to rank all the players as, as the just in quality of their position, oh, in is terms there anybody being... who's so clearly the best ever? Maybe like Tom Brady, I guess. But there's like arguments to be made, right? With Brady, like okay, yeah, Belichick, or you know, there's but like with kickers, it's very narrow. Yeah, like, that's interesting. And it's easy to measure. It's it's more quantifiable. <laughs> yeah, nobody measures kicker win stats, you know, because you could say something about like. Oh, this quarterback was well. He didn't win that many games, you know. But nobody goes like, "What kicker didn't win that many games?" It's just did he nail those kicks? Right, right, yeah, yeah. That's that's a good point. Yeah, that's an interesting best player of all time. Could be, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's weird that you wouldn't think of him. I mean, you don't think of a kicker. I think if you were to rank the ten best players adjusted for their position, 
think there's no question Tucker makes the 10. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. He's just okay. clearly better than any one linebacker is better than any one linebacker, you know. Yeah, I like the, I like this argument. But Kaye, Justin it. Tucker? Yeah, absolutely. And uh but you're good for Cordero. I'd I tell you he's just a fun guy to have on your team cuz every now and then <laughs> you just like, you know, every kickoff return you you, you sit down, you know, you sit up close. You right. Know, this could be the one. Every time they get him in the ball in, in any kind of space, you're like, well, what's going to happen? He's got those long strides. Runs real power. Did you say old Mr. What's-His-Fuss? Yeah, that was uh, Taysom Hill. <laughs> Couldn't think of his name. <laughs> He's still with the that, that would be a good. Right? That would be a good nickname for Glenn Grizzard. <laughs> <laughs> Write a theme song. You can sing it. <laughs> old Mr. What's-His-Fuss. <laughs> Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C., all right, let's do. Uh, let's move along to quiz time. Uh, oh wait, no. First, we got to do which comes first. That's that's a better. Now story. it's time for which comes first. Oh yes, it's time for which comes first. Now tell me, will this happen before that happens? It's time for which comes first. Old Mister What's His Futs. <laughs> let's hope it sticks. Um, all right, I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna stick it to you a little bit. I'm gonna I'm gonna see see where you see where you are on this. What comes first, Brian? A Vikings playoff win or a Cowboys playoff win? Well, I think they will both win a playoff game. So who plays first? Oh, now wait, I think let me that's just, what it comes down to. Let me just press you on this because the Vikings have a virtual stranglehold on winning the division, and the Cowboys yeah. do not. The Cowboys are likely to not win their division. The Eagles mm-hmm. are ahead of them, and of course, the Giants are in the mix too. Yeah. Um, so the the Cowboys will likely have to play a much better team to open. But will they? Because the NFC. I mean, if they don't play the Eagles, <laughs> is there a much better team? They can't play the Eagles, right? I don't. Well, I guess they could, but if they don't play the Eagles, I don't de- think there is the NFC. Obviously, does not it depends have on so many things. Much better, right? I think you go Eagles, and then there's like Vikings, Cowboys, Vikings, Cowboys. I think it's probably the next two NFC teams, uh, and I don't think there's. I think there's only a lot of separation between the Eagles and everybody else, and even then, not as much as say like AFC. You go, well, you got Bills, Chiefs. Okay. So there, I, now I was hoping for a Vikings buy. I was thinking there was a possibility, especially when the Colts were threatening early on, and that looked like old Jeff Saturday was going to pull out a big one. Yeah, man, if the Viking, if, if the Colts do this upset and the Vikings win, all of a sudden, but that head-to-head matchup, they're never going to, they're not going to beat the Eagles at this point by a full game. So they'll lose the head-to-head. The Eagles will get the buy. There's only one team that gets a buy in this new universe. Yeah, and there's only okay. one team in each conference. So the Vikings right. won't get a buy. They'll have a good seed. I think they'll be an, uh, an upper-level seed, even as a division winner. So I think they both win a game on Wild Card Weekend, unless it's – yeah, I think they both win a game – would they play on Wild Card Weekend? Probably. All right, well, then well then, I'll, 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 then the follow-up question would be, who goes deeper in the playoff? Who goes to the Super Bowl? Who who wins when they play again in the – what you know, whatever that is. I tell you what, I don't think that – just I know it was a horrible loss. But I don't think that if they play that game again, it necessarily goes that way. You know, I, I there was yeah. there, there was the Cowboys converted so many third downs, which in a way is a uh, a big right. Well, they converted a ton of third downs; they're the better team. But there was a couple that were so close, and you just take a couple of those third downs out, and 
it changes the momentum of that game so much early that I think then maybe the Vikings don't get buried like they do. So I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that the Cowboys for sure beat the Vikings, but I would rather someone else beat the Cowboys so the the Vikings don't have to. Right. Yeah, I got you. I'd say they're the number two team I don't want the Vikings to play in the playoffs after the Eagles. I'll take anybody else. Yeah, those seem to be the two scariest teams right now, but these things change, you know? Mm -hmm. Sometimes these teams that don't have it together, you know, like – would you be totally shocked if some Rams-ish kind of team like totally had a run of four or five wins? And if the know, Rams' team is the time? Rams, I would be quite shocked. <laughs> well, they look pretty bad right now. They're yeah. cooked. But I mean, the Niners. There's a bunch of teams, you know. But I think they're all in that shuffle. I don't. It's a weird year of not a lot of front runners, especially in the NFC. And uh, no, I think the Eagles could lose. I think the Vikings could beat the Eagles too. Uh, I don't think it's probable, <laughs> but it's, <laughs> I don't think it's, you know, nothing's impossible, but I don't even think it's, if you can beat the bills, you can beat anybody. Yeah, I agree. Kind of the way I'd look at it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Buddha Nichols chimes in, taps on the back to Ravens D. Uh, Jerry, yeah. obviously Colts, Colts almost won. Does that count? Uh, Ron Milford taps to Kelsey. Yeah. Mm, yep, oh yep. yeah. Three, three touchdowns, I believe. Yeah, they were all they were all to Kelsey. Yeah, all three yeah. of Mahomes. Yeah, that was a March, great game. March says Mahomes. Andrea Andrea says Pollard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pollard yeah. was great. I tell you what, uh, it was frustrating for me as a Vikings fan. That Chiefs game. I don't think there's anything I love more than watching a Chiefs game when they're down ten. Because I think so fun. Because you, you you know they're going to make some kind of comeback. They might not win, but to me, a Chiefs game down ten is like. I'm guaranteed to watch 15 minutes of great football at least for the next, you know, or, or whatever. Because why don't they just play like they're down 10 from the beginning and score 60 points during the game? What? Do why, you don't know, they, why do they do wait to turn do it that? on? I know, but remember, the, like two years ago, three years ago, in their heyday, they would do that. Like they would never wait to turn it on. And I mean, obviously, they're not waiting to turn it on, but it takes <laughs> a minute to get going. I think the Bills are like that though, because they play a little more conservatively in the midst of a game. But anytime there's like a two-minute drive, it's like they just materialize on the other end of the field. It's like they teleported down there. Part of me that's you know, some Brady would do that a lot. A smart thing that Brady does. He's got a team on the ropes. I love when Brady just goes hurry up and they just hurry, hurry, hurry. And I think more teams should do that. You get them on the ropes, just don't let them make substitutions. Play it like it's a two-minute drill. It's just a backbreaking thing to do. It would just be why it just seems like a fun thing to do, like at the end of the first quarter for no reason. Like this drive, we're gonna we're gonna do a two minute drill and just like keep them on their heels. They can't substitute out the D and just mm-hmm. completely play a different style of football for a sec. Yep. And if it works, do it again and again and again. I mean, the Chiefs were doing that almost to a fault, where it was like their defense was getting tired out because the they would only get like a, a minute and a half break, and Holmes would score in between, right? Yeah, yeah, right. and then like, God, we're gonna go back out already, you know? It was, <laughs> I think that was actually making some of the Chiefs' scores higher, uh, the total game scores higher because the Chiefs are racking up all these points, and their at the time pretty decent defense was still like exhausted, as though they were losing. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's just do a little quiz time. All right, all right, kids, put your thinking caps on. It's quiz time. There's a game tonight, Brian, in Azteca Stadium. So I have some Azteca Stadium. Oh, is the Mexico game tonight? It's tonight. Oh, I forgot that. You're out there in traffic with the cops of Minneapolis. Yeah, I was keeping an eye on the streets. (laughs) Uh, In 2008, there was a game scheduled there, but it had to be moved because of... Field conditions. They had a concert oh. and some heavy rains and some soccer right. games. And the field was a disaster. And the NFL pulled the game and moved yep. it to Los Angeles. What game was that? 2010? 2018. If someone oh, 2018, recently, yeah. It was a big one. It was a big high-profile game with Chiefs two Patriots? teams that we thought might be the Super Bowl contenders. Chiefs Patriots? It was Chiefs. You're right about that. Yeah, Chief Ravens, Chief Bills. You're in the right universe. It was Chiefs Rams. It was the good Rams oh, era. Right, right, right. It was Todd Gurley Rams and Jared Goff and the high flying offense. Crazy, great Rams. Uh, and that is the only game in the history of the NFL that both teams scored 50 points. Right. That was that. That was because it's funny when people were saying, and I, I, I'm all happy about it. People were saying. 
was this Vikings Bills game the best regular season game of all time? That was I heard right. multiple people, not just Vikings people. I heard people say that, and I was like, I think it's up there. I think it's probably top ten. My number one thing was I was like, do you not remember the Rams Chiefs game where there was over a hundred points scored? Because yes. that to me was it was just like the lead kept changing, and it it, it it was crazy that there was two there was that much scoring, and there was never a risk of a blowout for anybody. Right, that was an yeah, amazing was- game. And you got to wonder, do we get a game that good? Even like, let's say the field conditions were as were fine in Mexico, but still, it's kind of a, a more of a road game for both teams and all the travel. You know, I you got to wonder if that game is as good if it's not played wherever. Yeah, I, I think just, it was played in Los Angeles, right? It was in L.A. and I was there. Yeah. You were I, at that I, game. I, yeah, my buddy uh, Dan Kaufman had a friend of his from Greece visiting. And Dan does not know football until this day, doesn't care that he was at one of the greatest games in the history. Oh. <laughs> he doesn't put it together. Uh, and we're, so Krista and I went and we met Dan and his friend Christo. And we were supposed to, we brought the wine and we were supposed to meet them, but they got stuck because of a security thing and a purse issue. Some weird thing happened where they couldn't get in. So we didn't meet them until later, and we had all this extra wine, and I'm chugging it as fast as I can. When you say all this extra wine, you're saying that you sneaked it. Oh, you! this is before you go into the stadium. Before we go in. You're basically shotgunning wine. I am chugging wine in the parking lot as we're going in, and I filled a water bottle full of red wine and hid it in my pants and snuck it into the stadium. Classy, classy. And both Dan and Krista were both like, dude, you got to take it easy. You got to pace yourself. I'm like, no, no, I got this. I'm getting hammered now, and then I'm going to be good for the next four hours. And it was perfect. And I oh, it worked we out. watched. We, oh, it was so fun. It, was, it wasn't I was like you're so, a... Was it your uh, on the way to the concert? Didn't you get a little uh, a little happy on the subway at a subway bar or something? Have a yes, hard, a hard time getting a to a pink concert. concert. Yeah, I didn't get pink drunk. I was I did not black out. I handled it perfectly. It was because that was the, the same game thing, was right? So where you were fun. you over pre gamed and over pre gamed and drank at the concert too. Yeah, I definitely blacked out that night. I had a yeah, and I was kicked out of a bar on the way home. We stopped in a bar, Which, and it's New York City. No one even has a car, so it's not even. <laughs> Yeah, right. It's not even a DUI problem. It's just like you're too drunk to sit here in a bar where people get come to get drunk. Like, oh, geez. That I is the remember, gold standard of me being drunk. I seem to remember Krista being pretty chill with that, though. Oh, she was great. I mean, uh, it was a re- that's a high outlier. water. That's a that's a legit thumbs up. Good, good. Th- thanks, wife slash ex wife. Like, yeah, right. Because <laughs> if she wanted to, like, you were such a pain. I had to drag your drunk ass all around New York City. You you would be like. Yeah, you know, I'm like, yeah, I've right. been that guy a time or two, and you're just like, yeah, I'm real sorry, that was a problem. <laughs> I think as long as you keep those few and far between, if that's your regular life, then you're fucking kill yourself, you know. Yes, yeah. But if it's once in a while, then it's comical. It's fun. It's a fun so story. You probably had more fun at that Rams Chiefs game than like you've ever had at a game. You had the perfect level of drunkenness. Oh, from start to perfect finish. weather. The home team was winning. It had huge fantasy implications, right? Kelsey and Gurley yeah. and. Uh, Tyreek Hill and you know oh, it, was just, it, was, it was like an all-star two all-star teams almost if you just went really down the roster was, now, especially in like, fantasy oh, yeah yeah it, other than Jared Goff <laughs> <laughs> but Goff was great in that era yeah he that's had, true that's the true. offense was clicking he was throwing I mean you know he scored 50 points the game was amazing that game was, yeah, was so good it was super fun all right I, still, you- I think that's better than the Bills Vikings game I gotta say because you know what I loved about that game the Bills Vikings game was great and it was fun because there was some fluky stuff and I like it's fun when fluky stuff happens, but to me, a truly great game is just like no, 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 no. A bunch of incredibly talented people executed at an astonishingly high level for a consistent amount of time. Right, and points is fun. I mean, as a as a fan, it's more fun to have like fireworks of points. Every time you blink, there's another seventy yard bomb, and you're like, "What the? Hey, you know, it's, it's like watching arena soccer or something. Yeah, like, wait a minute, they scored twenty one goals. <laughs> right, yeah, that's right." Yeah, but the but the Bills Vikings game was great because it was two high profile teams that could be Super Bowl contenders, and the ending was like that went back and forth. Every time you thought it was over, it wasn't over. Plus overtime, like those are all oh, yeah. good ingredients. Um, but yeah, I would take points if I was picking. It was Monday night and it was perfect weather, and the home team won. So like the you know the Rams house people, it was before SoFi, so it was in the. Right at USC Stadium, where they had yeah. the, whatever that place is. I forgot that's when they were playing. Is it the Rose Bowl, right? That's the Rose Bowl. That's what yeah, it, yeah, yeah. 
All right. Um, here's a couple of other questions that I thought were interesting. I did not know the answer to. Um, higher elevation, Denver or Mexico City? Mexico City. Yeah, it's by a lot. I didn't know this. Yeah, it's way up there. I I, I forget why I know that, but I remember like seeing that elevation. Being like, well, you don't think of Mexico City is like, you know, you think of like the Himalayas or, you know, like the Denver or something. It's like, no, it's up it's, there. It's uh, the stadium there, Azteca Stadium, 7218. So 7,218 wow. feet. And mile high is the big one here, and it's 5,280. So it's Which I still think is, by the way, I think they lie about that. I, it's, it, it wouldn't, it's probably like 4,900. But if it's close enough, like no one's going to, you want to call it that. You know, you go, well, we got to call it mile high, right? You got to round up to make it sound good. <laughs> <laughs> like I, you get a tape measure out there. I'm telling fishy. you, you're come up yeah, short. It's yeah, I don't. It's too. It's too, if it was like it's five thousand three hundred and fourteen. I'd be like, that's an accurate. Answer. <laughs> you know. All right. Uh, By the way, real quick question: Do you get screwed up by altitude? Like, if you were doing shows or drinking or whatever, if you're in Colorado, do you do you have gotten trouble with that? I've never been aware of it being a problem. I've been told that it's an issue with hangovers. I'd never put that yeah. together, or it doesn't seem to be an issue for me. But maybe. I was at a wedding and I got pretty drunk a couple of nights in a row. I didn't get drunk any faster. I didn't feel like I felt the same when I woke up. I, you know, went for a run. It was fine. Yeah. So I don't, I'm not sure if I was playing a football game. You know, you call the players a pussy. You're calling them pussies. What you're saying? Eh, I think I'm just extra manly, but you know, I'll I'll give them an allowance, (laughs) but I can see where if you're like a, you know, if you're a a quarterback and you're sprinting every play down the field, that that adds up on you. Or if you, you know. have sickle cell, apparently that's an issue with. Oh elevation. yeah, well, a couple of those, one of those guys literally can't play. He w- doesn't play in Denver. That was yeah. Yeah, that's, that's legit. Yeah, that sounds scary. It's very much so. <clears throat> so you're calling him a pussy too? Is what you're saying? No, he gets a he gets a free pass. <laughs> I had a friend who just had a big attack of sickle cell, so I'm uh, it's on my radar. I'm watching I'll make- sickle cell. I'll, I'll break this into a two-part. Again, these, I don't expect you to know this stuff. I just thought that's these good. Were I don't know a lot of things. <laughs> largest NFL stadium in terms of capacity. Which one is it? The largest NFL. I'd say it's Jura World in Dallas. Oh, that's a good guess. According to this, it's MetLife. It's where the Jets and Giants play. Eighty-two thousand five hundred. That makes sense. Although you know the the rumor is that Jura World breaks fire code all the time. That oh, he like sh- packed all these extra seats in there that they sell tickets for like seats that aren't seats and stuff, you know. Which, yeah, you know. yeah, that sounds like something he might do. Sounds yeah. like something Jerry would do. Uh, which is interesting because some there are several college stadiums that I know off the top of my head that are bigger than that. It's fascinating that they and soccer stadiums know. tend to run bigger than that. Right. So that's the next question. Which is bigger, El Azteca or MetLife? El Azteca. Yep. It's yeah. eighty-seven thousand five hundred. Not by much though. Yeah, it's really not by much. It's a big. It's a big. Met place, Life though. is huge, though. That's that's got to be quite a bit bigger than the next one down, right? You know what the second American stadium is? I don't. I didn't see that. It doesn't feel huge. I've been there a few times. It doesn't. It doesn't strike me as being huge. Like when you, like you go to University of Georgia game. That's ninety something. That's you're aware of it being really big. Yeah. Um. But I didn't. I don't remember thinking that about MetLife. I've been there a couple times. I, I went to a couple Jets games with Aaron back in the day. And then I remember you would we, do that. Yeah, that, that was really fun. It was really. We did a Thursday night game. It was just so fun to just get there at like five o'clock and fuck around for three hours, just drink beer and throw the football. It's all fun and games until <laughs> we were throwing football with a kid who was near us. It was his football. And Aaron somehow in catching the ball, like opened up a wound on his hand and the blood is just smeared. It's just the football is just smeared in blood. And we have to like sheepishly give it back to the kid, <laughs> send him back to his parents. <laughs> New York. It was going to get blood on it sooner or later. <laughs> and that's how that kid got AIDS. From Aaron Hodges. <laughs> You got Hodgins disease. It's, it's the least fun way to get AIDS. <laughs> um, yeah, that was great fun. And then once we went to see Falcons at Jets in a sideways rainstorm, which was ridiculous. Oof, the place, yeah. I've it, seen a but the of... tickets were cheap because they yeah. knew the rain was coming. Like all week, we looked at the forecast every day. I looked like seven days out. A hundred percent chance of rain on Sunday. Like, and I would look next day, like, come on, bump down to 92 or something. 100% chance. I had a chance to get playoff tickets when the Vikings were in the playoffs, when they were temporarily playing outdoors uh, at the college stadium. And it was the, uh, the game. Oh, was, I forgot that. They, I the think Gophers, the temperature they the was Gophers like, field? Yep. 
Yep, it was at TCF Bank Stadium. Or no, that's where the Vikings are now. It's with the, yeah, no, it's TCF. Yeah, and uh, they were over in, in Dinky Town, where the university is, and the tickets were like twenty bucks. And I multiple people offered them to me, but it was like negative twenty, and I was just like, can't do it. I cannot. It's just so cold. It's, I mean, it was like dangerously cold. You know, people said they said a friend of mine worked there. He said they weren't even putting the beers on ice. They actually had the beers like in a warming thing, and they would hand you a warm beer. And by the time you were to the bottom of it, it would freeze. The bottom of the can would freeze. It's so cold. And um, that was Not they my were beers. Win. I don't let like, my beers freeze. <laughs> Viking Seahawks. And then they're winning. And I'm sitting there in my house thinking, I'm so stupid. I could have been at this amazing playoff victory. And everything could have been great. And then Blair Walsh missed that kick. And instantly I was like, thank Christ. Oh, I did not go to this wow. game. Oh, it was the wide left game. game. And uh, oh my the, goodness. The, I mean, I was so crushed in my living room. I just laid on the floor. like a, <laughs> I looked like a chalk outline of myself. I just collapsed and laid there. My wife laughed. And I just laid there. Like, oh, just moaning. And I just remember thinking, as bad as I feel right now, which was so bad, maybe the second worst I've ever felt at a sporting event, maybe the worst, that and Favre's pick against the uh, Saints. Um, oh. oh, yeah. And I thought, if I had to walk seven blocks to my car in this negative 20-degree weather <laughs> with this feeling... I couldn't handle it. I would just jump off the top of the stadium. It was uh, too much. So I was instantly so relieved that I had not stood out there in the cold. It's hilarious. I remember where I was for that bar, far pick game. I was so rooting for that team that year. They were so much better than the Saints. It was such they a They were rip-off. so much better. Yeah. Yeah. That and was they, one of those games. Like ugh. from a fan point of view, you're annoyed that the lesser team makes it to the Super Bowl. And far back to the Super Bowl would have been so cool. Just a great storyline. Right. It was such a bad pass. I mean, that's what you get with Brett Favre. It was like, dude, just run five yards, kick the field. We're going to win. Oh, that was, <laughs> yeah, those are those are neck and neck. Those are 1A and 1B. I can't even think of anything else that even comes close to as like just devastating. Well, maybe this year. <laughs> well, there's always this year. There's always another year. We are lining up for a big heartbreak in the playoffs this year. <laughs> I mean, the Vikings usually lose in the playoff by like a massive margin. That's more their deal right it's yeah, like they either right. win by one point or they lose by 30 <laughs> 40 to 3 i mean Jeez. that's that eagles game uh that eagles playoff game after the minneapolis miracle was kind of like that where you're just like this game right. too for the dallas game i thought man this looks out of hand in the first quarter i thought dallas just they were just dominating it was that could have been the falcons year actually the falcons lost to the eagles and were like inside the 10 like first and goal inside the 10 at the end of the game and couldn't score oh yeah oh, as Julio jones was cooking and matt ryan was still standing firm and they were all uh, that was back when matt ryan was the 11th best quarterback in the world those, <laughs> those were the salad days <laughs> hey you know he looked all right with the colts though where are you put him now he's now he's the 26th best yeah, 25, 24. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, you know, he's got that vibe of Peyton in his last year where he's like, the arm's not there, but the brain is. It's a good right. placeholder, you know. Well, I tell you what, if I was – you know who needs Matt Ryan? They can't do it. Trade deadlines pass. The Jets the team that needs Matt Ryan. All the Jets need to be a good, a decent playoff team is a quarterback that does screw him over. Well, it looks like they might go back to Flacco. He's, he's sort they of the – He's the Matt Ryan, but five years later, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, Zach Wilson's terrible. He might get better, but at this point, like, why are you risking a possible playoff appearance? Like, he, you're probably going to work with Zach Wilson for the whole next year. Anyway, you're probably going to see what he does in year two, right? Because you spent this much draft capital on him. And I get that. So don't, I'm not saying bench him forever, but I'm saying, you know what? For the rest of the season, just say, we're going to sit the kid. We're going to let him learn. We're going to go to the playoffs. We'll let him watch. And next week, next year, we'll come back. We'll give him one more shot. Right. That's interesting. But yeah. I don't think it's going to, I don't think it's going to work out for him, but I think they, they have to stick with him. But like the Jets, I mean, the Jets could very easily get a playoff appearance, which was so unexpected. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. I think if I'm the Jets, I'd do something different for a while. And if it's, I mean, we're always worried about, we're going to shatter his ego. This is not little league. This is, if no. it hurts your feelings, tough shit, sit down. It's a good test of him in a way, um, you know, because they bench the kid and just tell him like, look, you're benched for now. As long as Flacco's ankles hold up or whatever, we're keeping him in. Honestly, yeah. Yeah, Mike White is their other. I think Mike White over Zach Wilson right now. Like, is Mike, White, Mike White's the one that came out of nowhere and had like two great games and then yep. disappeared. Yep. Had two really good games, which is two more than Zach Wilson's had. <laughs> 
Now, why can't, all right, is this me being an ignorant fool? Why can't you just do one quarter of each of those three guys and then see who gets to play in the fourth quarter? Like, what you're, you're so bad right now that you can't continue to do what you're doing. Put each I mean, one in for a series and see what, what, where we are. Game plan wise, that's tough because, you know, you got different strengths for different guys and makes it hard for the defense too. It does make it hard for the defense. Um, it, it does make it hard. I mean, I think what they should do is just surprise start Flacco. I don't know how late you have to, or start Zach Wilson for one series and then put Flacco in. And the defense is like, wait, what? We weren't ready for Flacco. Right. There's no well, law now, that, right? Because but... you're not. You're not declaring anybody injured or not injured or anything. You just say, yep, yeah, we're going to start Zach, and then you do, and then whoop. I just feel like with quarterback, we have these kid gloves where we're like, yeah, you can't, but it's so important. Like, just fucking try something different for a series. That's what they do in college, and sometimes it works great. Yeah, in basketball, they're like, yeah, sit this guy down for a little while. Let's see what goes. I mean, it's obviously a different sport, but. Fucking Alabama did it in the national championship game with a true freshman who didn't play all year at halftime. They just switched quarterbacks, and Tua, Tungo Viola, won them a national championship. Yeah. I mean, I, I with the Jets, I think you, you're clearly not going to win the Super Bowl, right? But you're inexplicably good enough to make the playoffs. You're good. You're still kind of in the middle of a rebuild, regardless. Just give your right. fans a little excitement. Like the fans deserve a playoff game. Yeah, I've talked myself into it. If I'm coaching, I don't. I totally. All three of those guys touch the ball in the first half of the next game, and then at halftime, we commit to one of them. After that, maybe. well, you know, speaking of Taysom Hill, that's what Peyton was doing uh, with Jameis and Taysom when he was still the coach. And I thought, I mean, I thought that were great for them, and it was very. Playing for the defense like we're kind of I don't mind it Winston. with with Jameis because you're not benching one of the best quarterbacks in the history of the game to put yeah. in a kooky, kooky play thing. It's fine yeah. with Jameis. Yeah, I'm surprised they don't use him more this year because that team's terrible too. Why? What are they? They're committing to Andy Dalton for why? What are they doing? Yeah, because they're not gonna like again. The Jets is a great example. If the Jets could get get a hold of Andy Dalton, start Andy Dalton. Like he's not great, but he won't screw up enough. You got a great defense. Like they would have won. Andy Dalton would have won that Patriots game yesterday. Yeah, that's you probably know? right. Yeah, I, mean, they, I think you're, I think you, I think you convinced me of that. Yeah, so I don't think they. But need the that Saints much. are going nowhere right now. No. Why don't the Jameis is at least more exciting? He's going to sling the ball over the field. He's more Favre like. Right? I don't think the Saints coach likes Jameis. Is my gut feeling. Well, what about Taysom Hill? Play him. It's not going to be worse than Andy I Dalton. Kind of don't understand why more teams didn't pick up on the Taysom thing and say, why don't we try to find a backup quarterback who's kind of a gadgety guy that we can work with? Because let's face it, you're basically going to lose with your backup quarterback. I mean, all your backup is really there for is to Cooper rush you to two wins out of four or something. That's the it, dream. It, right. But if you're, right. you know, if Kirk Cousins breaks his ankle and he's out, the Vikings are cooked. It doesn't matter. If almost any team legit loses their starting quarterback, they're cooked anyway. Right. I mean, it, it is what it is. So like have a backup who's gadgety enough that it can actually be helpful during the thing. And if like, if a guy's gadgety enough to be helpful with your regular rotation, he's probably at least close to as good as whatever jack wagon you would have had as your backup anyway like why, why would you be adding value to that position all the time as opposed to just like the fingers cross you know a couple of teams have a good enough backup where you're like okay you know like you got case keenum you know or there's a couple of guys like that where you're like that's a good backup you could win some games most right. don't most <laughs> of the team's backups are terrible so it's like yeah. have, a, have a guy who contributes when things are good and you just go man if kirk cousins breaks his leg or you know, whatever, whoever our starter is, you know, Patrick Mahomes goes down like, yeah, we're just banged anyway. So what are you going to do? Jack Wagon. There's another good nickname for Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get a fucking Jack Wagon in here. <laughs> I always like Jack Wagon. It sounds dirtier than it is. Big fan. <laughs> I love talking to you, man. We got to run. Uh, you got anything you want to plug? Where are, you, where are you telling jokes? What are you doing? I'll be, oh yeah. If, uh, so I'm being, oh, well, I'm doing some gig in, Wisconsin this week. I don't even know where it is. I got to look it up. But um, I uh, Fargo, New Year's, the cellar, a uh, front street tap room, the cellar downstairs. I'll be doing the night before New Year's and New Year's Eve. Uh, so big fun in Fargo if you're in that uh, area, if you're anywhere near there. Plan your New Year's. Come out and hang out. That's cool. Uh, yeah. Don't forget Monkey Knife Fight. Uh, use the code ALLPROLINES to get 100% uh, deposit bonus up to 100 bucks. Cameo. 
And uh, Kostaki.com has all the gig info for me. Follow Brian Miller on Twitter. He's a he's a very funny joke writer, which you already knew if you knew that he's a, he helps me write. Uh, a lot of my great jokes are from Brian Miller. Thanks for uh, thanks for being here, man. Always good. Of course, talk. anytime. All right, so let's uh, let's play a little music. Well, we bring it down. We're learning how to produce, right? <laughs> Take it easy, guys. We'll talk to you in a week.